Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You currently locked in to season three at E-Force Podcast. It's your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. You heard my boy, Bolo, just said. This is the porch. Welcome. Started on the porch. That was where it all began. Had to put it work. Every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams, and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we under. And you see my dog is getting straight to it, man. You had a good weekend. Hold up. Hold up. Here we go. So my dog wanted to make a post about getting dubs. He from the dub. Okay? I'm just trying to let y'all know. I don't do a lot of talking, y'all. You know what I mean? I'm not not what you call a sore winner. But I got to let him know. I got to let him know. Don't doubt my Bears. That's the LC Bears, and that's the Chicago Bears. I'm just trying to let y'all know what's going on. All right. That's it. That's it. I'm good. I'm done. I'm done. I ain't got to rub it in no more. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Just know. You're getting dubbed, bro. <laughs> for those of you who didn't. I'm trying to tell you, bro. For those of you who didn't tune in last weekend, I was talking a little bit of trash going into the, the weekend. Uh, Warren Central, which is the, the school I went to, high school I went to, was facing off Bolo's LC Bears, where he coaches at. And I guarantee the victory for my Dub C Warriors. And unfortunately, they came out, they, they laid an egg, didn't put out their best, best performance at all, and took an L to his LC Bears and said, not only, not only that. Let them know. Then we move on to Sunday. And again, I'm a coach fan. Bolo kind of semi-coach fan. He's not yeah, against I'm, the coach. I'm, I'm on the fans. They cool. I but he's them. a true Bears fan. The Bears go on to upset the 49ers. In 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 a, in a rain in a flood on the field, and my coach go out there and get a tie against the Texans. So I like, I, I, I've been hurting all weekend. I'm just now finally getting over it, middle of the week. But as you can see, Bolo's in a pretty good mood. He he's sipping his drink, he's checking his watch. Great right now, y'all. He's feeling great right now, great. y'all. So I'm, I'm letting y'all know. But look, hey, shout out to you though. That's why you my dog because you you able to just confront that, admit that. Hey, it's cool. So now I got to rub it in, bro, because you you took that. You took that. You laid that out. So I appreciate that. But it's still dumb. See, y'all. I'm just trying to. Hey, and I and I appreciate that because they 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 a good team. But at the end of the day, bro, I'm telling you, just like you was talking about Oklahoma, Clemson, bro, it's about what we could do. I ain't talking about them. It ain't about them. It's about us. We came out, bro. Listen, my, my boy D Bond was at the game. He broke it down to me. He said it was just a very sloppy game. It was not a good game at all. Not taking nothing away from LC. I heard y'all balled out. I saw one of your, I think your senior DBs got, got a big time pick early in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Big time shout out to him. I'm not taking nothing away from those young guys. We all on the east side in the, the day. So shout out to LC. But I think Dub C was overlooking this game because we have our rivals this week. Those guys on the west side, I'm not even gonna say the name. The guys that wear the purple. So I think. Dub C made a mistake, a huge error, overlooked LC, took a big L, but now they got Ben mm, this weekend. I ain't gonna finish the name, Ben, mm, and we gotta get this win. It's funny how you overlook a team who just beat them in the sectionals last year. I'm just trying to tell you, bro. I'm just trying to tell you, bro. But I'm, hey, hey, look, they, 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 they nice, bro. But I'm just telling you, I don't, but I don't really care though. It's just I always just focus on. What we can do, and I know we rocking on all cylinders, bro. 
trying to tell you. I hear you, man. Congrats, bro. Congrats. Okay, now it's regular season. It's regular season. Now, we don't care now, about that. Before we continue, we got to pay these bills, Bolo. So we got to shout out one of our sponsors, man. Bet online. Bet online for those who don't know is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite teams, your contests, events, and much, much more. I'm talking about the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, NHL. All the sports, man. You can find reviews and news on every single league. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. So make sure you head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's B-L-E-A-V 50 to receive your 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Let's talk about my Chicago Bears, though. Didn't I tell you they was going to get a dub? Didn't I tell you how we was coming this year? I don't care if it was the first game or not. I don't care if it was rain. I don't care about none of that. I care about that W. I care about that 1-0. and I just know Green Bay is on one. All right, the Vikings look good, but I'm just trying to let y'all know how we coming this year, okay? <laughs> we've, been, we, we've been telling y'all. And the defense did their thing, too. Despite all that shit I was saying about them losing all those key type those key players, they still showed up and played pretty damn well in all phases. They um, did show up, but it also was a damn mud bath out there on the field. Was, and you know the defense has the advantage in those situations. We course, both know that. Of course. So it's they it's harder. And he had a pretty much a rookie quarterback basically out there first game of the see, season. See, now you're shitting on my Bears now. Now you're shitting on my Bears. That's what no, I'm, I'm saying. No, I'm saying Trey Lance. I'm saying Trey Lance. I know that, but I'm just saying. That's like a backhanded compliment for the Bears, though. You feel we just got to throw out more information, though. Like, we got to let the you know everything. They know. They know. They know the Bears want to know. <laughs> we ain't got to We ain't gotta get in all the specifics on how they won. We know they won, though. I'm just saying, don't listen. Don't be on your high horse too long. It's one game of 17. Oh, you, don't be on, you don't be on your high horse. Hey, I feel great right now about my coats. I ain't going to lie. Was I pissed Sunday? And y'all, y'all got lucky. Y'all was down 20 to 3. And y'all came back, y'all y'all got real lucky, and and, and didn't nobody even win in y'all conference. That's that's what that's what I'm saying. So y'all might y'all might as well be be happy because y'all may get it out. Y'all y'all may y'all might y'all may make it out. We are tied for the number one seed in AFC South right now. So I'm not really upset about anything. We tied up. We we played very very sloppy uh, for a lot of the game up until that fourth quarter. The fourth quarter is, is who the coach really are and who we truly can be. We dropped two touchdown passes. You know, the rookie Alec Pierce dropped one, and uh, then um, I'm losing his name right now. Another one, our receiver dropped a touchdown pass. Maddie, Maddie Ice is out there throwing dimes. The receivers were dropping them. Those are things that I'm not concerned about because those can be fixed. I'm not worried about drop pass. That's fixable. I'm not worried about things of that nature. They We look good on defense overall. And, and remember, Shaquille Leonard, our leader, is out play. the first couple of games. He didn't play, and we still look pretty good. Matty Ice threw for over 300 passing yards. He would have had at least – he would have had three touchdowns passing if they didn't drop the damn ball. So, like, what I'm saying is the fact that we even tied, considering how bad we played, I'll take that. And the fact that we're tied for number one place in the AFC South, we good, bro. We got the Jacks this week. We're going to clean all that up, get the dub, and then we got the soft-ass yeah. Chiefs. I ain't worried about yeah. that. Come on, See all man. the explaining he had to do? Like, that was just a lot of explaining. <laughs> like, we ain't got to do all that. We, ain't, we got the dub. Who the, who the Bears play next? 
I don't know who they got the uh I want to say the Vikings. They got the Vikings, yeah. They got the Vikings. Hey, the Vikings look good. It's gonna be a good game. Nah, good it, game. I'm not saying I'm not guaranteeing victory. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. See, D nail good with, with 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 turning my words. No, hold on, real quick. I want to correct myself. Y'all, y'all got the y'all got the Packers. The Packers, the Packers, yes, the Packers. Now I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say we'll come out and, and beat their ass. They didn't look good the first week, they, though. They, they didn't they, they took they even took Aaron Rodgers out. But if I if I recall last year. The first game of the season, the same situation happened, and look yep. what he did throughout the season. So I won't get too high on my horse this game specifically. I th- I just think Aaron Rodgers just has to figure it out from a personnel standpoint because he seemed real real disgruntled with the receivers um, as he should be. He out there throwing perfect passes and they dropping. He and it, and he couldn't he couldn't hand it to him better than that boy. So. But we'll so see, I'm, man. Listen, I'm glad you hype right now, feeling good about your LC Bears and your, especially your, your Chicago Bears. I ain't got no beef with LC. At the end of the day, these are young, these are young men out yeah, there. Yeah. They east side, oh, so it's all fun. But the Chicago Bears, I don't rock with Chicago Bears. Them grown men. I can talk crazy about the Bears. That's fine. We want to know though. So that's all right. 17 game. Well, holla at me in a few weeks, and we'll see what happens. But you, you know what? Hey. We'll touch on that later on. We got a guest right now, special guest, about to hop onto the porch. And I don't want to keep her waiting, man. So without further ado, about to bring her in. All right, guys. So without further ado, we have a very, very special guest on the porch right now. She is a nutritionist, a nutrition coach, a life coach, an author. She models sometimes. She she does it. Freelance writer. She does it all. Without further ado, y'all, Carly J is in the building. How you doing? introduction what's up guys? welcome 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 so we are so excited you know it's been a few weeks since we, we've had a guest on so uh this is very exciting to be able to have someone it's on exciting. to help balance us out and, and be able to share your story as well so now we're, we're hyped right now so how's your day been going before we dive into your background i know you're out here are you in la right now or, or somewhere else yeah no i'm living in la now five months nice. out here so fresh fresh out here but i'm, I'm loving it you know la you can't complain Got you. Got now. Everyone, I'm sure, is hearing your your accent. Can you tell the porch fans where you're originally from? Yeah. So I'm originally from Australia, born and bred. When I was 24, I left. I went backpacking the world. I traveled 25 countries in seven months to get to London. I ended up staying in London, never left um, until now. So I spent 12 years in London unexpectedly. (laughs) Wow. And I um, moved to, like, my dream was to always move to California. So I made that happen this year. Love it. Love it. Very mixed. I say I'm a global citizen. Like, yeah. I'm a worldly one. That's so dope. I had no idea. I, I'm mind blown already. And we're just now getting yeah. into the conversation. Yeah, Don't worry. I got, I got gems. I got gems for you guys. Don't worry. Yes. Yes. Well, let's, let's dive in, into those gems. Uh, I guess first off, you know, the, the thing that really brought, you know, brought my attention to you is your amazing story of your fitness journey and your weight loss journey. Um, I read that you lost 140 pounds. Within, I believe, two years, and you did it all natural. Natural. No, you know, no coaches, anything like that. Kind of walk us through I guess, the steps from kind of beginning to, to now of how that process went. I'll give it in a very short summary, I guess. Um, for everyone at home, I do have my, this is my book. So this was, this was me. That is my journey. So, um, and I was, I have no problem with the word fat. Like it doesn't offend me or you could walk up to my face and say it. And I'm like, and what? So I was a fat child. There's no, there's no way around that. I was really obese. I was obese throughout my teenage years into my twenties. 
um, I got to the point of being um, 280 pounds, so 127 kilos. Mm. And I had a big epiphany at one point, like to, to cut the short story. I had this big epiphany one morning. I had never had a problem with being overweight or being big. Mm-hmm. It stopped me in life. I was always happy. I was always positive. Like I said, I traveled the world. Like nothing stopped me being big. Um, and a lot of people are always like, oh, you're so happy. You're so positive. And I'm like, why? Are fat people meant to be sad? Like, <laughs> when, right. why is this stigma right. around this? Um, and it, like, I always knew, like, mom always said to me, big is beautiful. You know, you're big boned. It's hereditary. That's how you are. So throughout my life, I just went about things like that. And I got to the age of 28. And one morning I woke up and I felt paralyzed. And I was like, mm. oh, my God, like, I can't move my body. Obviously, a bit of an over-exaggeration. As I woke up, I realized it was like pins and needles running down the side of my body. Like like when you sleep on your arm at night, you get yeah, a right, dead arm. Right. I literally had like a dead side of my body. Like my my circulation was suffering everything because of how, how big I was. And I'm very short as well. So, you know, my obesity was really bad. So from that day on, I, I sort of said to myself that morning, I was like, Carly, get the fuck up, move. Right, <laughs> I was right. like, move your body. And that was kind of my ethos and my slogan that from that day forward in 2014, I decided just to get healthy. I wanted to move my body, eat better, enjoy my life. You know, I was a happy out out there person, loving life, traveling the world. And I'm like, I could do so much more if I treat myself better. Um, And I always say to people like your body is your number one home. So what, what are you doing with it? Um, mm. As long as you have a good body, a good health, you know, that's mm. that's really what you need in essence. That's life. So for me, I decided from that day forward, I was going to change my life. I was going to get healthy. I was going to start moving more. I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking. Well, like I, I drink mm. occasionally now, but I'm not a big drinker anymore. I just decided to, I wanted to get healthy. It was never about the weight loss. Mm. And then slowly as I started to get healthy, started taking better care of myself, all this weight started coming off. And I was like, mm. oh, I can lose weight, mom. I'm not big boned. It's not. <laughs> Right. Like, you lied to me. It's not hereditary. Right, right. I can actually do this, mom. What are you? <laughs> I never in my life assumed like I was just always so overweight. But when I made the change to do it for myself, mm-hmm. I saw it starting to come off. And that's when I vowed to myself I was going to lose half my body weight in two years and I was going to do it with no help from anyone. And at this point, I was living in London. I had no family, no partner, working a 55 hour a week office job for like a corporate company. Uh-huh. I said, I'm going to do this. And I want to prove that no matter if someone complains about five pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, I wanted to show you could do it. And it's all in your mindset. And that was my sort of ethos. All you need is you. Like for mm. anything in life, that's all you need. If you've yeah. got the belief to want to do something and go after it, and that works for any goal, like anyone wanting to, you know, you know be, a, be a basketball player, get mm-hmm. your dream job, buy your dream car, save for a house, it all comes down to you. Um, So that's in essence how I sort of went on my journey, lost the weight, um, focused on maintaining it afterwards. I wrote the book about it, decided to start my own company, (laughs) um, trained in nutrition and life coaching, and then ended up starting to help people. And and even professional athletes started reaching out to me like, oh, that's inspiring. Would you help me? And I'm like, athletes are saying I'm inspiring. Like it was was so foreign to me. I was like, I'm just a fat kid losing weight. What's the big deal? (laughs) Right, right. <laughs> I was sort of like, why is everyone getting so excited about this? But it sort of turned into something of, I never wanted like the influencer Instagram life, but it sort of mm-hmm. happened because people were like, no, you're influencing us in a good way. Um, and that's where I do like social media, where like it helped me grow my business, grow my name, grow my brand while I helped other people as well, sort of motivate them, change their life. And that's how I got into like nutrition, life coaching, writing my book. 
So it, to me, it all sort of it stems from the day I decided to change my life that mm-hmm. everything started to fall into place. Love that. Wow. Love that. So, so Carly, I have to ask you, 70 pounds in a year, kind of, you know, the average, uh, yeah. take, right? On average. How does someone lose that much weight in two years? Like, give us like some insight to uh, to like what that looked like because that's a lot of weight in a short amount of time. It is, and, yeah. yeah. And for me, I wanted to be realistic. Like a lot of people, are like, oh my god, I want to lose fifty pounds within three weeks and all this stuff. Yeah, like, right. I sort of set myself the goal of breaking it down and looking at. And I know people that have lost a hundred pounds in a year. I know some people lose forty pounds in a year. So everyone's mm-hmm. bodies are different. And I I'd sort of set myself that realistic goal because w- where do you ever hear someone say, I want to lose this much weight in two years or three years? It's always like overnight they want it. Yeah, right. So I wanted to be realistic. I wanted to say, right, on average, people can lose this much per, per week. Or, you know, as I started to see the weight coming off me, I thought that's my rate of weight loss. It's not no one mm-hmm. else's. That's how my body is losing weight. So I thought I'm going to do this slow and steady. And the reason I wanted to do it slow and steady as well, no surgery, no bad diets, no no magical pills or anything, because mm-hmm. obviously with mass weight loss comes also loose skin. And your body, your skin goes back a lot slower the older we are because of your collagen and elastin in your body and just because of how long it's been stretched for. But also you need to give it time to go back. Um, and a lot of things like weight training and, and you know, muscles and things like that all play a factor in it. And skin's not going to go back quickly. So I wanted to, like, almost do it, like, let my body adjust, let mm. my body catch up, but also let me get used to the differences. You know, for 28 years, I'd been an obese woman doing what I wanted. I had to undo everything I knew, like, all, all my toxic habits, all my eating habits, anything I'd learned. So I was like, I need to let my mind, my body adjust to new habits. So I wanted to sort of give myself that goal of, you know, 140 pounds in two years or half my body weight because I thought I want to do this realistically. I want this to become a lifestyle. You know, I'm not losing some weight and then putting it all back on. Right. I need this to be permanent. I need this to work. I need my body to get used to different foods, less sugar, less salt, less processed things, get used to exercising, get used to craving a healthy lifestyle. And that's kind of how I work with my clients as well, with my nutrition and health coaching and stuff. I'm always saying to them, like, it's not about, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm making tiny changes each day. So your body gets used to it. Um, because that's why a lot of people fail with diets. I always say diets mean try something for three weeks and fail. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there multiple times. Trust me. <laughs> But that's it. Everyone always wants to rush. No one, everyone wants instant gratification in this world right. when it comes to anything. No one wants to put in the time and effort. But I guarantee if every single woman or man that tries to lose weight actually put in the effort, the time, the patience to actually get to know themselves, enjoy the journey, enjoy learning about how they need to change, I guarantee everyone would get results. You know, it's everyone wants to rush everything. But if you just, like I always say, if you, try a diet or something and you give up and you try another one and you give up six months down the line. If you had just dedicated yourself, you'd be where you want to be. Mm. And that comes for anything, any kind of, you know, anything you're trying to learn or train your body to do. If you give it time and effort, like treat it like a course, treat it like something you're learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no one wants, everyone wants quick, quick results these days, especially with things like social media and Instagram and all surgery yes. and all this stuff you see. People just want that instant thing. They don't want to put in the effort. It's like laziness. This is like society, yeah. like procrastination, lazy with everything. So you are hundred percent right. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to show that it's real. Like that's why I wrote my book and started my Instagram was to show you can have this. You can have anything you want, but you need to work for it. 
uh, which a lot of people don't want to do. So no, that's, that's such a powerful message. And I, I hope our listeners are, are, are right. Take some notes right now and really. Uh, yes, these are true gems that you're dropping. And like you said, regardless of what your goal or journey is, man, you got to put that work in. And, and, and I want to, one thing I want to focus on in relation to you losing the weight is the diet piece, right? So I'm a former athlete, you know, former football player, my, my brother here, Bolo, former football player as well. So when it, when it comes to working out, I can work out all day long. I don't mind working out, right. but the eating part, Carly, that's the part where it's like, ah, I love food. Five minutes ago. <laughs> I love food too. Like I'm still a foodie at heart. Don't worry. Like I always say I've been in a relationship with food since 1985. <laughs> I always will be. And that's the funny thing. And that's how I started working with athletes. Because funny enough, athletes tend to have the worst diets. Because you guys have such fast metabolisms. You're working out all day. You know, you guys train a lot. That they're good at training. There's no problem with that. It's the food, the diet, what they're drinking, eating, when they're waking up, not eating, drinking water and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I always think like going back to basics, we've complicated food a lot. Um, and don't get me wrong. I love nice food. I love fancy food. I love lots of sauce and flavor and everything. Like, don't worry. I'm a girl that can actually cook with spices and flavor. Don't worry. Okay. We're going to talk about that a little later. <laughs> But like I also think also in America, from me traveling around the world so much and seeing foods and cultures and all of this, America, me moving here five months ago, I was beyond shocked in a supermarket of what I saw on the back of packages. Like I do feel America makes it hard for people to be healthy and for food. Mm. I take yourself to London and you could be so healthy. Like, Are you serious? London does have some bad food as well, but we make it very easy and cheap to eat healthy. You can walk yeah. into any store and buy beautiful salads, rice dishes. Just like there was a, there was actually a TikTok or a reel I saw on Instagram the other day of an American woman who went to London and she was like, she was like almost like shocked in one of our supermarkets, M&S, that makes all these pre-packaged, nice, healthy dishes, like $5 for a lunch or something. What? And she was shocked. Like you should have seen her face on the TikTok. She's like, what is this place? <laughs> I'm shocked right now because listen, I've never been to London so I had this is knowledge that I I never never knew never knew about like it's so unhealthy here in America that yeah, it's like say, I knew the ingredients yeah. and everything in yeah. America is always made poorly like I even heard like a McDonald's like over there is healthier than a McDonald's here yeah. like even to I that point Australia as well Australia's like I grew up in Australia my my, fa- my family's into food that's probably why I was so fat in the first place <laughs> but <laughs> my parents have always been in the food business. So we were always eating, and my dad's French as well. So we're always mm. eating rich foods, you know, croissants, pastries, all this stuff as children. But we did actually eat a lot of healthy food at home. Like my mom makes loads of nice stuff, like healthy dishes, lots of fish, steaks, mm-hmm. olives, fruit. I haven't gone a day in my life without fruit, you know. So I do eat well, but it's even if you're eating too big of portions. Like I always say, if you're if you're going to eat four thousand calories of carrots, they've still got to go somewhere. <laughs> So I always right. say, even if you're eating too health, like like too much food of good food, it's it's still got to go somewhere. And in America, I think portion sizes, um, bolo, like you said, the ingredients, like I yeah. was shocked at some of the stuff, but it's because they want to preserve the food so it doesn't go off. They don't have as much wastage. They save money. They don't care about your health. Like these one a company I actually wrote to because I was so beyond shocked that they had over forty percent added sugar in children's fruit bars. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> I wrote company because I was like, this is disgusting. Like you're selling these to children, but you've put 40% extra sugar. So they preserve the shelf life longer. That's why salts and sugars are added to foods or like cheap, shitty sugar because it's cheap for them to produce. Right. 
Um, so I always, I always do say like, if you look at the packet of something and you don't understand the ingredients, don't buy it. Like it is the same with vegan food. I actually love plant-based food. I did, I did vegan for a year, but even now vegan foods have so much crap and preservatives and stuff put in it to make it look like meat or, you know, to have a food coloring in it. And I feel like we just need to go back to basics with stuff. Like if you think about your staple food ingredients, like meats, vegetables, fruits, carbs, good fats, take it back to basics. But we're so obsessed, I think, with putting so much on our plate or so many flavors, yeah. or so many dishes, sauces, things like that. Kind of um, is, yeah. I love sauce, Carl. I love sauce. Ketchup, mayonnaise. Yeah. And it's even like drinks and, and sodas yeah, yeah, and things soda. like that. Like you could eat your daily calorie allowance just in beverages and not even realize. Mm-hmm. I love juice. This, yeah, you need to start squeezing that stuff yourself, boy. <laughs> I went to Fixes yesterday. Fixes is a soul food place downtown. I had two jars of Kool Aid, and I was drinking. I said, "I know this is not good. I knew it wasn't good for me, Carl, but it was. It, at the time, it tasted so good. And this is the problem. I always say, like, there's a sacrifice. Like, don't get me wrong. I love food. I love cake. I love chocolate. I love. I have a sweet tooth. But, so when I started my journey, I had no help from anyone. I didn't have a nutritionist. Didn't have a personal trainer. Nothing. And I love cooking. Like to put it this way, during COVID, I got takeout twice in two years. That's how Damn. little, like, that's how much I cook. So if I crave something in life, I'm going to make it myself because I know what's in it. I know it's better than store. Like if I want a pizza, yeah. I'll make it. If I want a burger, I'm going to make it. Like I even make chocolate, like chocolate peanut butter cups. <laughs> and I bet and I bet you save a lot of money doing that too. Exactly. Yeah. Like I spent so much money just on fast food. Like if I knew how to cook all the stuff I wanted to get, like I'll be. I'm you sure. do. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes obviously store brought stuff does taste better or yummier or your burgers yeah. out or Chick-fil-A or whatever it is, but it's like your taste buds will adjust. And it that's, took, and that's why I say just change things a little. Like I always say to people, if you if you eat out twice a day or once a week or whatever it is, it's just about starting to change your habits slowly. Mm. If, if like say if someone eats out every day for lunch, start making your lunch maybe every second day or something. It's starting. It's just starting to change your habits. Like habits won't change overnight, but you've got to start somewhere with something with the food. And it's it's also about adjusting your taste buds. Like you'll right. notice when you start making stuff at home, you might be like, oh, there's something missing or I need more salt or I need more sugar. But it's because you're so used to having that in the store. Right. Um, and it's like people that put sugar in their coffee. I always use this as an example. If you put two sugars in, start having one and a half. Next mm. week, start having one. The following week after, have half a sugar. Trust me, your your taste buds will adjust. You're a human being; like your your taste buds will adjust to it. But it's about you have to train yourself, um, and and I think that's what people think they give up because they think they have to change everything overnight, like cut everything out of your diet, and that's why most people fail or fall off the bandwagon or put yeah. the weight back on because they try so drastic to change everything. But if you're just patient with yourself. And it's like training for anything, training when you're a kid, learning to play a sport, when you're trying to learn a language or when you want to save money, it's little increments there and there will get you to your goal. It's the same for weight loss or get, you know, putting on weight even for people that want to put on weight or grow muscle. Um, so I, I say to everyone, you just have to be patient with yourself, <laughs> which yeah. I don't want to, but I guarantee you the results. So it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a win-win there. Now that, that's the hardest part, Bolo. And it's been, it's been a couple of times in the past where I've tried to go on, on a diet and, and me having that athlete mindset, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to, I'm going to knock it out the park. I'm going to lose these 20 pounds in two weeks. It's going to be easy. And the first couple of days, it's like, all right, I'm doing a good job. But then like day five comes up and I'm craving something that I know I shouldn't be eating. 
and I just fall off the off the wagon and I go right back downhill on the path that I was just on. And it's like for me, sometimes Carly, I feel like I'm addicted to like sugar it's or a, addicted to salt. Like, like a, I feel like, like a, 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 a drug addict almost. Yeah. It's like a true relationship with food. Like I just I feel better. You know what I'm saying? You get your favorite food or your favorite ice cream that you know cap the night off. I just gotta get out of that mental note of like that, how it makes me feel like how it makes you feel. Yes. You can train yourself. And, and and like you just said about the addiction, I actually write a whole chapter about this in my book. I say mm. I say sugar and food is worse than heroin. Because in a way, like I'm I'm talking about No, of course, yeah. Of, if you imagine heroin was every say you're you're say you're a drug addict and you're trying to give up coke or heroin, whatever it is. But we're going to place it in front of you everywhere you go, the gas mm. station, the movie theater, the shops, on every corner, we're going to place heroin. Commercials. Yeah, exactly. In your face, everywhere you go. Everywhere. So I always say like food and sugar is the worst addictive thing in the world. Like because it's placed in front of us, we're told it's bad for us, but all these companies want to sell it to us to make money. So it's it's like it's this churn of sugar is one of the most addictive drugs in the world and food is the most like overabused drug and like anxiety causing thing if you're not eating it or doing it for the right thing. So I always say, take it back to food is fuel. You know, food should like with you were saying about you trying to diet because you want to you know, get back into training and lose weight. But the thing is, if you're not having the right fuel, you give up, you become tired, you become irritable, you start craving crap. Mm. So it's. I always say, like, you can still have some bad things. Like, I had, I had cookies today. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't worry. But the rest of my day, like, I'll have nice salmon or rice, or you know, I'll have nice breakfast, like eggs and spinach or something. So it, it's, it is about balance. And I know that sounds so corny and everything in moderation kind of thing, but it's true. Like, if you start just trying to eat slightly better meals, slightly better portions, looking at your calorie intake versus what your output is. Like the concept of losing weight is not hard. Eat less than you burn. But why is obesity one of the worst health problems in the world? Because food, everything, everywhere we go is in front of us. Drinking culture, alcohol, food, food even with your family. Like that's a cultural thing. Like having dinners or having parties or meals or birthdays, it's a bringing people together. So we feel bad if we don't do it. Right. And people feel bad to be like, oh, I don't want that. But we'll highly encourage someone to come drink with us. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like when your friends are like, oh, come out. Don't worry. Just have some. I'll have some cake. But if I say, hey, come to the gym with me at five in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you are so right. It's like our our minds are, it's like opposite. You know what I mean? Like we need to flip our minds to like uh, wanting to do, wanting to crave the good things, things that are healthy for, things that, that are right. And uh, you it's crazy because there's been a couple of times I'm not like a heavy drinker uh, at all myself, but I definitely drink on occasions. Um, but it's been time where I didn't feel like drinking. But just because I'm out at an event and, you know, the peer pressure, your friends, your family, you you feel bad for not participating. You feel like you're, you're just the one that's like not trying to have a good time, so to speak. So you end up drinking anyway. And it's like, man, didn't even have to do like it. the holidays, like the holidays yeah. are big too. Yes. Every hot Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter. Yeah, everything. Fourth of July. Cultural drink. Yeah, Labor Day, anything. Drink. <laughs> right, right. And growing up in Australia, like I was such a party animal. And I, I probably started partying when I was about 13 years old. Um, <laughs> I was wild in Australia. Like if people, people that know me now cannot believe I was the same person. But growing up in Australia, like I was wild. I was out partying all night, drinking drugs. I used to go street racing, like illegal street racing cars, like 
we were like we were crazy in terms of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I think now I'm such in like a health and fitness space. Like you can change your life. You can alter it because if you don't take care of your health now, you'll be paying for it later in life. Mm. And don't get me wrong. I, I was a beast. I had no health problems, but if I'd got to my age now, like I'm turning 37 this year, if I'd got to now and still been a beast, oh, hell yeah, I'd probably have you know mm. problems with my heart, problems with my lungs, my knees, my hips. So it's like if I did not take care of myself, then where would I be today? Um, mm. And it's the same. Even my mum saying to me, "Oh, I've got this wrong with me. I've got this wrong with me." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it's all those years of eating, you know, cheese and all this stuff, and sweets and biscuits and ice cream and drinking." And she's like, "Oh, yeah, but we've stopped." And I'm like, "It's probably too late." Like, mm. <laughs> like this is the thing. We think it's we think our body and our health and our life is a luxury. It's not. You've got one. And I always say to people, like, "No, this is not a dress rehearsal. We're not coming back." You know. <laughs> And this, you, can't, you can't do this shit over. It's the real deal. This is live right now. Action. Yeah, I'm like, honey, <laughs> we ain't seen. Or never. Yeah. So I, I, for me, I realized it at 28 years old and, and did something about my life. And don't get me wrong. I still work on my body every day. I've still got fat on me. I'm still like, you know, as a person developing, growing, working on myself. But it's about, and I'm, I'm saying everyone's health is different. Like, be your best health, like whatever your health is yeah. and your health is and that next person. I'm not saying everyone has to be skinny or lose weight. You have to be your best version of healthy. Like mm. take care of yourself. Whatever that means to you, just do something for yourself because trust me, you get to 30, 40, 50 and start getting all these health problems. Could you have avoided them? Could you have a longer healthy life? You know, when we're 80 years old, are you like, of course, we want to have fun memories of going out with our friends, but when we're 80, we want to be like, at least be like, yeah, I took care of myself. I prolonged my life. I, I'm able to still be here. Um, so I always say like, it's, it's, it is quite a battle when you say we have friends, we want to go out drinking, culture of sports, being at events, you know, partying. Um, obviously LA is like always partying. Man, Dodger dog. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the thing, but it's like, it, there's a balance. Yeah, like it's... You need to do something for yourself. Um, and like I said, your version of healthy can be different, but it's just making slight compromises, slight choices. And, and if your goal is to lose shitloads of weight like I did, you do have to make, you know, priorities. Mm-hmm. There's some things you're going to have to say, I can't do. But it's how important is your goal to you? It's mm-hmm. like if you're saving for a house, but you keep going spending money every weekend on bloody avocado on toast at brunch with the girls. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting that house, honey. Like, you know? <laughs> Because there's things you, I say to anyone, no matter what your goal is, body related, money, life, travel, you want to travel the world. Yeah, but you have to make sacrifices. Mm. Um, It's the same with sports, the same when you want to do something, you want to be a professional athlete, you have to make sacrifices, right? Yeah, whatever you want to do. Whatever goal in life, you've got to put effort in. Um, Our generation just thinks that Instagram gives you these things instantly. (laughs) Um, We grow up and we have all this stuff, but no, you you have to put, you know, put some ass behind those affirmations um, and and work for it kind of thing. Um, So yeah, for me, I'm just about like dedication, consistency, willpower, motivation. Like you won't always be motivated, but you, you have to put the effort in. (laughs) That's true. That's true, man. Hey, you over you motivate me right now, Carly. I'm about to. I think I'm about to change my whole life, Bolo. What you think? Look, I was drinking some juice right now. I'm gonna probably just have to wait. I'm gonna have to just probably pour it out. Give me some water. Go pour it out, Bolo. Get some ice cold water from the faucet. Put some ice cubes in there. 
even if you do half juice, half water, like you have juice, half water, baby steps, baby steps. My my taste buds, I'm like, initially, I'm gonna be like, "Mm," but then tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, damn, this ain't half bad, and then it'll be three fourths water. If I guarantee if I give you a glass of normal juice next month, it will taste horrible to you. Damn, let's try it out, but let's try it out. What's the day's date? We're gonna have to report back to the porch. October 14th, she coming back. No, for real. Getting free life coaching right now. Free yes, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that okay. up, Carly. So for all our listeners, um, shoot, for myself, if we want to hire you as our coach, yeah, yeah. How how do we reach you? What's the best way to, to make that happen? I'm available. <laughs> uh, so to be fair, I, I work with anyone. So I do work with professional athletes around the world and celebrities, but I work with everyday people that want to. I always say I'm the bridge between where you are now and where you want to be. Whatever it might be, whether you want a new job, you want to get healthy, you need motivation, you're struggling in life, confidence, things, self-motivation. Um, so you can hit me up on Instagram. You can my emails on my Instagram, my website, misscarlyj.com. Um, so yeah, any like however you can get in contact with me, email, DM, I'll get back to you. But yeah, so I I, I pretty much work on like a one-on-one basis with people anywhere in the world. Um, and I always say, whatever you come to me with, like I say, I'm the fixer, like I'm going to find a solution. There's no excuse you can give me that I'm not going to find a solution for. No excuse, just produce. Shout out to the Drew That's League. It. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And can you show the people your book one more time and let them know where can they buy this amazing book? So it is called Half the Size, But Twice the Life. Uh, and you can buy it on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, wherever you are in the world, if you literally Google my name, Carly J, my book will come up. Um, so yeah, literally anywhere, any any store, Amazon, book online retailers, it's there. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Now keep keep doing your thing. Your journey, your your career, your entire life, man, your story is such an inspiration. The fact that you, I mean, you 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 left your home in Australia, went to London, left London, came out to LA, you lost your way, you started your own business, you work with professional athletes, like you're Life is just uh, a testimony to yeah. just uh, believing in yourself, taking those chances, putting in the work, and the good results will will, will come. And, so, and yeah. let me let me say too, let's talk about like overcoming adversity too. Like, mm. so I'm sure like you've had a lot of bumps in the road too. And usually in Instagram or like when people are you know selling themselves, they kind of always show you the end result and like the end product of how to get there. So that's what we live for. But people don't see like the long nights where like you like are in the, in the corner like, man, I really want to go out and get me something to eat right now. But I'm going to suck it up. And our times you may have slipped up or felt like you regressed. Like, you know, so that, those are the biggest moments I think people need to hear, too. And that's what and on my Instagram, if you followed me for a while, you know, I'm I'm quite a sarcastic person. I'm quite direct. I'm quite real with shit. Like I'm not here sugarcoating stuff. Mm-hmm. Being like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> I, I'm literally showing people that why I'm a life coach is because I practice what I preach. Um, like, like I say, I've traveled across the world. I don't have any family here. I have no family in the UK. I have a handful of friends. I don't have a partner supporting me. Like I, I try to show people that you really can do this stuff, but you do have to make sacrifices like you both have said and like adversity and uh, tough times. Like, I spent 12 years in London and probably a good six or seven of them. I didn't go out a lot. I didn't go out partying. Mm. I didn't go to clubs. I went to the gym every day. Um, even the two years of COVID, two, the two years of COVID lockdown in London was two of my best years. I spent mm. the entire time figuring out how I was going to move to America. I worked on my nutrition coaching license, finding an immigration lawyer, building my business. Like I was setting up my business in California during the entire of COVID. Like 
I had to make sacrifices of what I wanted to do. And if I went out spending money on, you know, fancy handbags or bloody shoes or, you know, all these people want to show stuff on Instagram, I don't own any fancy pair of heels or handbag in my life or sunglasses or anything like that. I'm not fussed about it. Um, don't get me wrong. I love nice cars. I wish I drove a really nice car. But in London, I chose I chose to drove, drive a Nissan for about like you guys say Nissan yeah. <laughs> um, for about for about twelve years because I was like I don't need a fancy car to go from A to B. I want to save money so I can move to America. So there there is all these things where you can make sacrifices, and I don't care what I show on Instagram or what clothes I'm wearing or the nice mm-hmm. latest pair of whatever. Um, you know, so for me it. There was tough times of like going, no, I'm not going out. I need to save money. I worked three jobs. Um, like when people come to me on Instagram and go, oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, what, lucky? I've been working since I was eight years old. Right. You know, I've had three jobs almost my entire life to be able to have finally quit my day job in London and move my ass to L.A., like people don't see, and I've always been very honest about this, and even in my book, like I worked in recruitment and human resources for 12 years in London alongside building my business, writing my book, starting like all, doing everything that I do, my influencer work. Even out here now, I'm trying to get into like voiceover work, more writing, doing more presenting, more podcasts like this while I do my nutrition stuff because life and society, it's not cheap anymore. Like we can't just have a job and come home and pay bills kind of thing. <laughs> right. Especially not in LA. And I, th- I think I've lived in three of the, the most expensive cities in the world now, S- Sydney, London, and LA. <laughs> wow. Um, but I always say like, I, like if you ask my, some of my girlfriends and my friends in London, they'll always be like, you didn't come out a lot in London. Like they're almost shocked how much I go out in LA now, but I'm like, I have to, I have to network. I have to meet people. I've moved to a yeah. new city. But in London, I was in bed at nine o'clock every night. I was awake at 4.35 every day. Partly because I used to I used to watch all the basketball games from London at that time. Right. I'd get up and watch all the basketball because I was doing a basketball podcast as well. Then I had to start my day job and then I had to work on myself after that. So I think people just see people on social media and assume we have it easy. But that's why I'm, I've always been quite open and honest on my Instagram about everything I do, what I'm doing. Like it's not all just you know, putting pictures up to appear great or whatever it is. Like I documented my whole weight loss journey. I wrote this book to show people that even the maintenance afterwards, you have to put effort in. Like life ain't easy, Um, Mm -hmm. especially when you're doing it on your own. Like I had no family. I had no partner. I had a handful of good friends in a foreign city. Like you said, I left my hometown. Um, But I always say I've got this massive thing and I said it on a show um, last week. I I was saying, like, if you don't, I, I beg anyone in this world that has never left their hometown to leave. Like, you will never grow if you're in a society, old oh, Bolo. Well, we're, we're buying you a ticket out of here, boy. You're going. <laughs> so, so I'm originally so from Chicago and I, I, I relocated to Indy. So I live in Indy now, but, you know, I'm heavily rooted. Indian average, yep, yep. In Chicago, but I'm. Okay. A- that's a, little, that's a little move. A little, a little move, a little move. But I told myself if I'm gonna move, I'm gonna keep moving south, though. Like more like, <laughs> yeah. You know, in, we'll get. in London, people don't leave more than five miles from their mom's home. Um, wow. Australians are very good at like we're almost forced out of the home. Like go leave. <laughs> um, but I always say you will never grow or develop or find out who you really are if you stay in the town you were born in and forced to be friends with people from that town. Like don't get me wrong, they're probably very good friends. But you were born in that society, that era, that town where you are. You were limited to the people that were around you, the school you went to, and you were taught to do things in that way. Not until I left Australia when I was 24 and found myself in the UK. Like, I will always hold a special place in London in my heart because I truly believe I found myself. 
I, I, I lost all my toxic habits. I lost like views that my family had. I became a different person. I found my own hobbies. Like if I had have stayed in my lane, like don't get me wrong, there's very good times where you should stay in your lane and you should focus. But there's other parts in life where I believe you should weave in and out of every bloody lane you can possibly <laughs> and try everything. Like I was a fat dyslexic, pretty much dyslexic child. If I had have stayed at that, I'd probably still be obese and never written a book. If, mm-hmm. if I didn't try these things, like if you had told me 20 years ago I was going to be in health and fitness, I would have laughed in your face. You know, if like all these things that if I never had tried, never have left my hometown, I never would have found out who I could truly be. And like, I think life is limitless. So there is hard times where you're going to have to focus. You're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to prioritize your what's important to you in life. But there's other times where I feel like you need to go and be free. Like you need to go and live your life and find out who you are. And I believe there's 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds who still don't know who they were because they never got that opportunity to go. Like our parents' generations were probably very different in terms of being able to travel the world or just go. But in today's society, I, I truly believe every child should go out and experience other cultures, be friends with kids not from their neighborhood, go and mix with people from other countries, other races, other religions. Like, like I hate when I see people that are still from their town and have so much like closed-minded views or never experienced life or cultures mm-hmm. or traveled. I'm like, oh wow, like you're sheltered, real sheltered. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I always say get out of your comfort zone, like go experience things. Um, you're going to have hard times. It's going to be tough. You're going to feel so uncomfortable. Oh my God, I've never felt so uncomfortable in my life moving to America, to, a, to an area that I've been traveling to for 16 years. Right. I put my, I quit my job and put everything in a shipping container and moved to LA. Like, oh, man. I, I was like, I just got to go and try it. Like That takes guts. That takes... <laughs> That takes something. That takes faith. That takes it's faith. man. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of belief. A lot of belief and a lot, a lot of, faith. of belief. Yeah, man. I feel like if you if you want something bad enough and you can visualize it and you can see it, it's gonna work. Like you man. really have to believe it. She got she got me over here about to tear up right now, Bolo. <laughs> I'm so hyped right now, man. You're like I'm gonna go follow that dream. I got a few things on my list. I'm gonna go knock out. <laughs> yes yes no i love it man i love it that, that's such a uh, inspiration and, and listen i mean I, I like to say i'm pretty i'm a pretty positive guy for the most part I, I like to look at the glass half full even me i go through tough days tough moments and things like that so being able to have you even here right now and hearing your message just makes me right now i feel better than i did before i came on so uh, that makes me happy no i definitely appreciate that like now the- no, no 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 go ahead go ahead Sorry. You're good. Um, your point about being motivated, like, don't get me wrong, I'm a very positive person, but there's days I don't even feel motivated. But it's the difference that knowing tomorrow is a new day or it's, it's okay to not feel motivated some days or to have days where you just want to lie on the sofa. Do it. You're human. Um, and I think that's what deteriorates people. They think they've got to be motivated every bloody second of the day. I'm like, even I'm not. And I'm an incredibly motivated, positive person. But it's just believing that you will get up tomorrow and, you know, keep going. Like, it's, it's okay to have bad days. Yeah, 100%, 100%. <laughs> now, before we transition to our to our next segment, you said something earlier that I kind of kept a mental note. You okay. said back in Australia, y'all used to get wild. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you're a very direct person. You like okay. to keep it real. Yeah. This, this is the porch. Okay. This, this is the realest podcast out here. So can you be a little bit more specific when you say you used to get wild? What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. Australians are just, I guarantee if you guys fly to Australia, 
You'll have a friend before you get off the plane. You'll have a party to go to. You'll have a place to stay and you'll have a hot meal. Like people are just, we love, I always say people in Australia, we work to be able to live. Like we love life. Like we're out there wanting to have fun, wanting to party. We love sports, day partying, barbecues. Like everyone's your best friend. Like you want to, just everyone gets along. Right. Um, still too much alcohol is like involved. And then obviously everyone gets a bit rowdy, but <laughs> <laughs> Australians are just like, we're full of life. We're happy people. We, we, we're out there wanting to enjoy whatever's put in front of us. We make the most of best situations. Like, like we make the best, sorry, of every situation. Like you don't get a lot of people that sort of like complain about everything. Like, whereas I feel like in London, a lot of people, they, they complain about a lot of stuff. The weather's not as nice. The, the, like the lifestyle is very different. Um, so I would just say like, yeah, I just remember my teenage years, like we were out every night, like drinking, partying. Um, like I said, I, I used to go street racing, like picture like fast and the furious. Like I used to drive a Nissan 200 SX with an SR20 turbo. I modified the car myself. What? I lost my license for street racing. Um, like any, anyone who's from my area, Northern beaches back in Sydney, Australia, like I, I had number plates that to this day I've kept so no one else could get them. Like, like it was just wild. We used to go, like everyone loves Japanese cars, like all your Nissan R34s, R35s. Like we'd just go street racing all night to the point that like, we'd have cops chasing us. We'd have walkie talkies in our cars. I'm like, these were the funnest days of my life. Y'all were the real too fast, too furious. Like. We Watch out on the left. The cops are coming on that. Make it right. Make it right. Ah, like, y'all was going crazy. <laughs> in, and that's how I lost my license because they finally caught us and me batting my eyelashes at the police didn't work anymore. Ah, dang. Like, no, we've seen you many, many times. Mr. But, officer. Mr. <laughs> oh, I'm just lost. <laughs> I've seen you. Right, right. Just the third time we didn't saw you being lost. <laughs> I did that profile when I was 17 till about 23, 24 when I left Australia. Um, it, it's, a, it's a big thing, cars and car racing in Australia, like all the F1s, the V8s, like we love all of that. Right. Um, and then day parties, barbecues, beach parties, clubs at night, like people just love being out, having a good time. Um, yeah, I probably drunk three, four nights a week. Um, drugs are a really big thing in Australia. Like it's just, it's just kind of a wild, crazy, people just want to have fun. It sounds like we might have to make a little visit to Australia for a couple of days. Bad. That's the turn up sound like we need to it's make like that move. Fourth of July every weekend, like. It's oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, y'all, Porch family, we're gonna do a special edition Porch episode in Australia, 2023. Carly gonna pull up. She gonna have fun one night, just one night. Oh, nice. and we gonna we gonna have a good time, y'all. Yeah. I can't do it. Like I went out the other night. I had like three drinks. The next day, I was like, oh my god, I feel so ill. Trust <laughs> <laughs> me when I say I'm like a little old lady these days yeah. compared to younger Carly. Yeah. Like, Oh, she's changed, but she comes out occasionally. Like, I need, I'm very spontaneous and you'll like, my, mm-hmm. friend, my friends are over from London at the moment. And one of my friends is like, who are you? Like, <laughs> no, you don't go out. And it's like, uh, I'm a bit of a mixture now of Australian Carly and London Carly in LA. <laughs> gotcha. Right, right, Perfect right, mission. Right. Perfect combination. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fun. That's fun. So we're going to switch gears to our uh, topic of the day, our question of the day. This is something that we, uh somewhat new to our to our show we kind of brought it to the porch uh podcast this season and we usually do it before we bring on our guests but for today we want to switch it up and, and and hear your perspective on it so bolo is our expert uh uh topic segment producer for this one so i'm gonna have you set it up 
and okay. ask our question of the day. We're going to all give our opinions and just have a real conversation. So let, let's hear it, Bolo. Okay. Hear me out. And, and I just want to preface that we've been doing this for a little while, y'all. So we've always been able to give our idea of what we think women think. So it's so, so good right now. We got a woman actually on the porch who can give her understanding of what we're about to get into. Wait, so you've been giving Ready, Carly? women's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I'm happy to come on anytime and give you an actual real woman's opinion if you need me to. That's good to know. <laughs> Sometimes we just say what we think and then like the women go crazy and they like, we need a woman on here to so, so we can really give them the, from a woman's perspective, I got right? You. I so. got you ladies, don't worry. Here we go. Now, we all understand that cheating is bad. Okay. We know cheating is, is completely wrong on both ends. But, uh-oh, capital B U T, there's this thing that when women cheat, it's worse. Carly, what's your thought on that? And is that true? I think cheating's cheating, no matter who you are, what your partner is, like whether you're a guy and a girl, two girls, two guys, transgender, whatever you are, cheating is cheating. Um, just despite what sex you are or what sex is cheating. But I think there's a very big stigma in society. And it's even like men are allowed to sleep with more women and that's okay. But a woman sleeps mm-hmm. with more people. Oh no, she's a whore, you know? So I, right. I think regardless, if you cheat, you cheat. Like that's what you, that's what you've done. That's what you do. You're going to do it again. Kind of thing. Mm. Um, I don't think it's worse. Who does it? Like I said, cheating, cheating is cheating. Um, I think guys, women will often take men back if they cheat. A man rarely will take a woman back if she cheats. Like that's over. But it's like I've I've grown up around because I've been around sports my entire life, cars. Mm-hmm. I was sort of a tomboy growing up around basketball all the time. I've got a lot of male friends. So mm-hmm. I always see their opinion and they say, like, I know a lot of my male friends who have cheated on their misses. And I always say, if she cheats, he's like, Oh, that would be over. <laughs> like, huh? I'm right. like, what? Um, and I, so I think it's my, my opinion is whether you cheat or cheat, doesn't matter who you are, who you're cheating on. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. Um, I think, though, as a society, we have been taught to be in a relationship, love one person, be with that person for the rest of your life. Cheating is bad. But I feel like more people should have open and honest communication about stuff. Mm. And why people cheat? I think men cheat for very different reasons sometimes to what females cheat for. There we go. Hold on. Stop right there. There we go. So let me jump in real quick. So that so that's that's where I again not defending cheating at 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 all, but I do agree with you. I think I think men cheat typically for uh, uh, either just physical purposes, instant gratification, um, instant gratification, um, feeding 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 our, our ego, so to speak, for that moment where I feel like when women cheat for the most part. It's more it's, of an attachment. It's an it's attachment a, or it's a plan. Connection. It's, more, it's a, more of a connection. I would say this, like, I've been cheated on. I've been around people that have been cheated on or whatever. Like, I've seen a lot in my my 36 years of dating. <laughs> and I'm not in a relationship. So, and, and if I've been in them or found people cheat, it's, I guess... Um, what we were just saying about why people cheat, I know a lot of men who have cheated. And it's often, like you said, it's it's an excitement. It's a chase. It's a thrill that they don't get in a relationship anymore. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here as well. <laughs> what I think about my man opinion. Um, but a lot of the time, men have a nature to chase, to want to win something, to want to almost like 
I trust me, I know I, I get people DM me and it's just they have miss they have girlfriends and I'm always like, how's your wife? Just to like mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 guys just love texting, they love the attention, they love someone there giving them something different that their missus is not giving them. And it's like that, it's like you said, attention, something feeding their ego, the hunter-gatherer mentality, like going mm-hmm. after something and wanting it and being able to get it. It's like it's like the trade of mean keeping keen. When you don't like them, they want it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like that aspect. But for women, we often won't cheat no matter how badly we are treated until we start to lack or crave something, affection, attention, a man being nice to us, something different. Mm-hmm. And it starts to become a connection that your man is not giving you that. And for a woman, it's more of an emotional, like um, someone treating you in a different way. Whereas for a man, it's an instant like, well, she looks good on Instagram. I'm going to DM this woman or whatever. Um, so, so, I, so, so, what do you say? That's a little deeper for when a woman cheats versus the man cheat. Because it sounds like what you're saying when a man cheat, it, it, like it doesn't. Really, it's kind of meaningless. They're just doing it just for fun. It's still meaningful because it's still it's still satisfying some kind of urge. Okay. It's still, and it's just different kinds of urges. Women as nurturers, as we crave a different kind of emotional satisfaction. A man is more of a physical, instant, gets his rocks off kind of satisfaction. And you can say, what is cheating as well? Is that cheating, just texting, or is it full-blown sex is cheating? Mm. Um, There's a lot in a, like, everyone's different in relationships or, like, I know people that their missus know they text and message lots of girls, but if they cross that line, that's a different kind of thing. So I think there's a lot of what-ifs, buts we could put to this scenario. Right, right. Uh, Back to the original question, cheating to me is cheating. If you cheat, Mm -hmm. you cheat. And like for me, if I'm in a relationship, even entertaining another man in conversation, in flirting, like to me, that's not right. But a other person might be like, oh, that's harmless. So mm. it depends on your stance and what your relationship or your values are. Um, but I also think a lot of people cheat, like with the man thing, a lot of people cheat because they're not satisfied or they're not getting something they want in their sex life. They're missing something. Um, a lot of men cheat still with a girl that satisfied them some way that their missus doesn't. Like men, a man will hold on to someone for years <laughs> that they can cheat with and, and until she says no. <laughs> um, but a, a woman will go for much of a deeper thing. And that's in, that's in my sort of sense or what I've seen or what I've learned from even people I've done coaching with and stuff. Like I hear a lot of things from my male friends, from my female mm. friends, from clients, um, even for people that message me, I'm like, this is wild. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's interesting. What's yours opinion then on the, on the man sense? Do you think it's worse, man or female? I think, it's, I think it's for a woman. This is just my opinion. For a woman, I think it's worse to the point of, like you said, it's like more of a different thing that they're craving. So seeing that they're craving something specific, I think when they do cheat, they get more attached to that thing that they're getting that attention from so that if that's one individual then they're getting that attention from that person versus a guy who may just say like okay here's a girl that he just meets up with they do whatever they do and then they just go on about their business and he may not never speak to her again but as far as a girl a, a girl coming coming on to a guy and you know obviously doing what they do i think it's like some rapport that has to be built there and, and like something that has to kind of build up to that point that's just my thought and I understand what you're saying. I think the woman's one, she'll then crave that one man again. But I think I think where it can be worse is, though, once a man does it once, just because it may have not had an emotional connection, mm. he did it. He got that thrill. It was an excitement. And it's something I actually talk about in my book about addiction, the reason why people cheat and the reason why we like certain things is the dopamine hormone. 
the guy does that, he remembers that feeling, how thrilling it was. He cheated. He got away with it. He's going to want to do it again. Mm. Whereas the woman may have been satisfied by something and, and she's content. The man is the man. If a man gets away with cheating, he's going to, he's going to crave to do that again. And that's the same thing that drives any kind of addiction, sex addiction, social media, smoking, drinking, drugs. Your dopamine hormone is what is going to drive that man to do it again. Mm, it's the excitement. So dopamine is where you remember the excitement. So I'll give you the example, binge eating. Dopamine, women say, oh, I'm never going to eat that again. I'm not going to eat that cake. Then it's like your dopamine hormone starts to crave it. You binge that cake. And then that dopamine switches off. It doesn't remember the guilt, the sick feeling afterwards. So then again, next week, you're going to crave that thing again. It's the same for sex, drugs, alcohol, anything. Mm. Dopamine remembers that good feeling. That dopamine sounds sound like the devil. You can't dopamine. It, 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 it is. It's called the reward hormone. Google it. Because only remember the good shit. It doesn't Damn remember God. the guilt. You come home and you kiss your missus. You don't feel dopamine doesn't remember that guilt. Dover means how good it felt when you came with that woman or when you, the thrill of actually getting away with it. The thrill. Damn. Dopamine is what fuels a lot of addictions. Um, I think they're both as bad because a man's going to keep doing it. A woman might do it once and be like, oh my God, I feel really bad. You know, I've done it. If a guy does it once, regardless if it's meaningful or not, he's going to keep doing that. I feel like the woman might leave you. I don't know because look. Hey, she 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 get she get her she get her rocks off and she feel good about that person. That person make her feel good. Guess what? She 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 go ahead and spend in the block one more time. Nah, she might leave you though, Bolo. Say about a woman. A woman that might leave you. It may be worse. It's a wrap. And but then if she wasn't being satisfied by her man at home, or she thinks her man is cheating, you could you could, we could go deep on this conversation of whose fault is it? We could. Um, oh, like, see, like, whose fault is it for cheating? It might not be the cheater fault. So you're defending the cheater. Okay, Carly, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Listen, this whole, like, I can't even pronounce these words, the whole monogamy, poly kind of shit. Yeah, I think yeah. people should have more open conversation about this stuff and it probably would solve a lot of, I'm not saying it's for everyone. Yeah. And I think it's, I, it might be for me with one person, but it might not be for me with another person. Like, I think people mm. need to have more open mm. conversations. Um, like, in a society that we're taught, get married, have two, 2.5 kids with your white picket fence at a house. Like, I think we're, we're so grown and stimulated to be these people or have children or do this in society, but life has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, people don't communicate what they like, regardless of relationships, sexual urges, what you want in life. People are scared to say it or what someone's going to judge them for. But if you just put it out there, like, hey, we can be in a relationship, but I'm going to sleep with other people. Are you okay with that? She has the choice to say yes or no. Mm, just be so so hey we on the porch right now where, where where's your stance on that i know i know you don't have a partner right now but are you more of the traditionalist or are you someone who has uh open. open to just other situations maybe Slightly open to it it would depend on the scenario and you've got to be in a respectful i think people take advantage of the words money and poly and they they the think oh, because i'm in a poly relationship i can just go fuck anyone right I'm like, no there's very like there is respectful marriages that people do allow, are allowed to sleep with other people. You've got to have your own rules, respects, conversations with your partner about it. And it's, it's a way of like, I still love you. I still want to be with you. Me having sex with someone else doesn't mean I don't. And that may not be, I'm not saying I do this. I mean, like yeah. that might not be for everyone because someone might think, well, if you are having sex with someone else, that doesn't make me feel loved. Right. So every, there's a lot of conversation. I could, I could go deep on this conversation in <laughs> yeah. terms of like, what do you like everyone's different everyone's relationship circumstances are different 
But I truly believe if we had more open conversations and communications with partners, we saw it in media, in TV shows, you know, in the press, it would stop being so taboo. Mm. Um, I grew up in Australia where sex was freely talked about. It wasn't seen as a bad thing. We had we had an expo on sex that you could go to. Like when I was 18, I went to Sexpo in Australia, which is a, a whole expo about it. Like, right. like it's, it's a bit of a crazy thing as well. Obviously, Australia is crazy. But we were exposed to these things quite young or open-minded about the topic of sex relationships, what's right, what's wrong. Mm. Whereas I feel in London, they're a bit more prude about the conversation. It's a bit more, oh, we can't say that, can't do that, can't talk about these things out loud. So I feel like society is, um, they make sex such an off topic, but hey, it's the creation of life. It's, you know, go be with people you want to be with, don't be with someone you want to be with. But there's so much stigma around having multiple partners or women sleeping with more than one person or, you know, there's such a thing that, oh, women can't do that, but men can. So I, I think if society allowed a lot more conversation, openness, freeness for people to talk, especially women, you might actually find people are more open to these kinds of things. Um, but they, like you said, there's a stigma about men being able to cheat and it's not as bad, but hey, women go and do it and that's no, no. So, right, right, right. Are you, are you both in relationships? Yes, yes, I'm married. Yeah, we're both married. We are both married, actually. Married. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she said, okay, there you go. But it's, funny, but it's funny, though, because there's also a stigma, right? Because you said something earlier that kind of piqued my interest. And I, I don't, obviously, we don't have too much time, but I want to I get your pick your brain on it a little bit. A lot of women make the memes and throw out the statuses of, like, if you love me, you wouldn't cheat. Mm. So, I, think I can't comment on everyone's scenario. Right. Um, I think if we didn't look at it as cheating, if you were open in a relationship about men enjoy sex. I think men enjoy multiple partners. I think men like the thrill of attention of cheating. I think if you take away, like if you're in a relationship where you allow your partner, whether you're married or in right. a five-year relationship, mm-hmm. 10 years, I know a couple that is married and, and sh- she allows him to entertain other women. Right. I think he actually doesn't do it as much because the thrill is taken away. Of him. Mm. So I think it's if he does it, it's there. He's done it. But she's like, I've taken that enjoyment away from you. Took away that double me. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement of cheating is gone because she's like, I'm allowing you to do it. Oh like, so it's like, is it? It's, it's not really cheating anymore. And there's right. no thrill there for him. So I don't think he actually does it as much because he's like, oh. I'm allowed to. Right. This is boring. <laughs> like, like, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure he still maybe does. I don't know if she entertains other people. Um, mm. But it's every relationship is different, I feel. And true, true. I think if it was more open conversations about why people did it, I would I would love to interview men who have and find out why do you. Or women, mm. why do you do it? What made you cheat? Um you know, I've, I was in a relationship for six years and my partner cheated on me and I found out and I stayed with him, but then the relationship still didn't work. So we, mm. we ended it for a couple of other reasons after that. Um, partly I found out he was trying to use me for a passport as well. <laughs> but oh. that's another conversation. Oh, man. It's, he, he was on a whole nother, yeah, what in the hell? Another um, agenda. Um, yeah, I joke about it a lot now because I actually find it was a blessing in disguise. Um, right. I, I love that it oh. happened another funny story to my life but um like I in my years of being single I've met people that have tried to cheat with me and I'm like you guys are wild out here like (laughs) and some of like yeah 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 I've had it happen that men with partners um I get approached from men with partners regularly in LA 
Oh yeah, I, oh, LA is. They don't care if you married, uh, kids. That you're almost more attractive to them if you if you're in a relationship. Yeah, it's great. Savage, and they're shameless. They're ruthless with it. I'm like, I know your missus. Mm. We're, we're friends. <laughs> people, people are wild in LA, and then if I say no, they'll try my friend, and I'm like, we, you know, we share these DMs, right? Like we we both we both read the DMs together. You in the group <laughs> chat, sending them eye emojis to you, right? <laughs> but joke, jokes aside, like guys, and that's why I'd be fascinated to interview people and just actually find out what makes you do this. Like day after day, you are hitting up other women. But I always say, you can be Beyonce, you're going to get cheated on. You can be Khloe Kardashian, you're going to get cheated on. No matter who you are, you are going to get, if your man wants to cheat, he's going to cheat on you. And that's, that's nothing you can do about it. You can't change your looks. You can't try and be pretty for him. You can't try and be anything for him. If a man is going to cheat, a man is going to cheat. He probably mm. has. So Damn. be yourself, love yourself. Go and do what you want to do, girl. He probably already has. I didn't like that line right there, but we go. We got to bring you back in about a month because we got to dive a little deeper into this right here. I give the girls, anytime you need the girls' opinion out here for the ladies, I'm coming on. You saw that bolo, Carly tried, tried, tried to uh, slide one for the ladies. He probably already has. She just said, hey, he already did it. Right, <laughs> no matter how much you love you, no matter how much you look good, girl, he's still going to cheat on your ass. He's going to do it again. Leave yeah. his crazy ass right now. <laughs> yeah, go, cheat. go cheat, girls. Go right. Oh, my God. Oh, see? See, I knew it. I knew hey, it. My wife not listening to this one. I'm uh, cutting that out. We got to edit that one. You guys are good ones, I'm hoping. Yes, 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 yes. We got some good ones for shouts and queens. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. Well, let's move on to, to our uh, our final segment, Bolo. Our uh, we like to call our this is our fun segment. Usually we play games, we do this or that. We got a cool little mixture right here. So we're just gonna uh hit you with a couple of just random fun questions, a couple one liners, and you you hit us with, you know, with a quick response. So okay. the first one's gonna be a this or that. Okay. Cardio or lifting weights? Which one are you picking? Lifting weights. Easy. Tell us why. Tell us why. It's better for you all around in terms of turning, like changing your body, burning fat, cardio at the same time kind of thing. It's, I just think it's good for everything to do with your body. Strength, training, powerful, punch up those men that cheat on us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Bolo, you got the next one. Okay, got to ask you. Fitness coach, health ambassador, life coach, you do it all. Very disciplined. But what is that ideal dessert? Oh, it's gonna be birthday cake. I love birth- a wedding cake. Like any time, really good cake. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my old cake too. So, are you are you whipped icing or buttercream? Oh, buttercream. Ooh, buttercream. Oh, buttercream. Like layers in the middle, everything. We going I, in. I want some red velvet right now. Oh yeah, good cake. Iron right yeah. now. <laughs> now let me get the next one. Now you kind of alluded to this a couple times about your DM, so I want to know this. What's been the craziest either pickup line or DM that a guy has ever tried on you? Take your time. Think about it. God, the pickup lines are horrendous. They're so bad. Um, I've just got wild, crazy stuff from probably well-known people. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Name any names, honestly. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know, you gotta say names, but if you want to give more down. adjectives to um, explain, you can do that. It's, 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 whatever you want, it's the porch. I've just had like wild kind of like pictures, messages from professional athletes. 
Wow. Down quite quickly because I work with professional athletes. I'm, you know, I don't, my, at the end of the day, I'm here to get the bag. Like I'm going to invoice. Nice. If you DM me, I'm going to invoice you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, probably just more like wild that they assume. They, they send you the most stupidest comments or things that they think you're going to entertain. And I'm like, do girls actually respond to this shit? Um, or like people will just send like slimy kind of messages and things. Um, I'll, next time I find a good one, I'll keep it because I, can't, I delete half of them. Like I don't even keep them. So you're um, keeping them on red. They stay uh, on red. No, I usually read it and then ignore it just so Ooh. they know I read it. Ooh. And then I leave it. You you hurting that pride when you do that, Carly. <laughs> How, be real. Has there ever been a, a, a certain name that was just so big, whatever the case may be? Maybe it's somebody who you're super attracted to. Right, where they still in your DM, you're like, damn, like, should I respond? It had to be at least one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely is. Um, <laughs> usually, okay. usually I'll respond with, are you interested in nutrition coaching? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get, I get them message me, obviously, for other stuff. And then yeah. I'll be like, sorry, are you, are you looking for nutrition coaching, life coaching? Or you want some help with something? <laughs> Um, or yeah, if I know they have a missus, I'm always like, oh, your missus is so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Hey, Carl, they ain't playing no games. Oh, no, no like, games. Or if they're really young, if they're really young, like I say mm. something stupid, I'm, I'm usually, like I always do say, if, I'm, if I was if I was old enough to babysit you, you're, you're too young for me, honey. Like, you, <laughs> <laughs> like some of them are really young and they come with the worst lines. And I'm like, I'm old enough to be your mother. Like, <laughs> I feel that. I feel yeah. that. I feel that. You can't. No, no, no little bitty Don't DM me anyone. Don't. Don't DM me. So if you want to holler at Carly, you're going to have to catch her out in person, maybe at you're a restaurant. You're going to have to come correct. To come correct. The DM start, ain't going to work. I'm going to start airing them on my story. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, definitely don't DM her now, y'all. <laughs> Unless it's about business. Business? Of well, course. Come in. <laughs> yes. We need that. We need that bag. We need that money. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We'll let you finish this one. Uh, finish this one up, B. Nail. Yes, last one, last one. The people want to know who is your celebrity crush? Either now, maybe growing up. We prefer to know now if you still have one, but um, we'll, we'll leave it up to you. Celebrity crush. So I was asked this question recently. I'm going to give this. I have a couple that is. My <laughs> give us the list. Give us the list. So it's got to be Tiana Taylor and I'm on Shepard. Like they're my they're my celebrity oh. crush together though. Like I hold like on, then hold on, hold on. Now we getting spicy before we end the show because now we got to rewind and so hold on, hold on. We asked you earlier what was your mindset when it came to you know open relationships yeah. and uh, the problem. Uh, Iman Shepard and Tiana said they have been very open to how they do their relationship. I oh. think they're a beautiful couple. I think they're damn sexy, but they're sexy together. Like, I don't want one or the other. I want both. So, uh, <laughs> there we go. What, what, what are you saying then? Are you, are you, I want both of them. <laughs> so, it, so, hold on, just for clarity, when you say you want both of them, are we talking about, um, we talking physical right now? We talking relationship? What, what are we okay. talking about? Crush. Like, if someone said, What's your hall pass? or who's the be like, who's your celebrity crush? That would be my celebrity crush, like them together. Man, the, the, the group, the group. Yeah. I gotta have both of them, I can't have one without the other. They come as a pair. Well, there it is, man. You know, uh, if, if Shumpert is listening in, Tiana Taylor, she's listening in. Hey, beautiful, you can't not. I think half my girlfriends would like, like my female friends, half of them would crush on her. Like, she's beautiful, yeah, so, yeah, they're my celebrity crush together. There you go. Well, you in L.A., you never know what could happen in, in L.A. I know you've only been out, here, been out here for five months. You might run into them at a damn rooftop bar 
next weekend. So get so get your mind right. Okay. <laughs> you come true, people. <laughs> come to America where dreams come true. <laughs> oh man. Well, Carly, man, it has been a pleasure and honor Ooh, having pleasure. you on. Um, uh, before we close out, can you tell the people where they can find you uh online on social media? And uh yeah, this, this is your time to just shout out what you're doing. Business purposes only. Yes. Miss Carly J. On Instagram, my website, MissCarlyJ.com. You can find my book anywhere, literally around the world. Um, and yeah, if anyone is interested in like life coaching, health, wellness, they can always send me a DM or an email and book in for a consultation. There yeah. it is. Y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here. Hey, super excited to have you a part of the show. If y'all at the treadmill, y'all in the gym, y'all getting up, keep doing what y'all doing. It may be hard. It may be Little bumps and bruises in the road, but just keep going because, hey, baby steps right here on the porch. All right. And while you running on the treadmill, you're running around that track. Please listen to the porch podcast. We everywhere. YouTube. Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, TikTok. We everywhere. (laughs) All right. And I think it's so fitting of how we always end the show to end it with Carly J. Just remember the best you is the best you. And we're out. Peace. Started on the porch, that was where it all began Had to put it work, every day we got it in We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we need Now we undefeated Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.